49ers put on a show against the Panthers this Sunday, making plays on both sides of the ball, playing hard, playing physical, and playing fast. But unfortunately, this win, guys, gets subdued by multiple injuries the Niners had and one that becomes really costly for this entire year. Welcome back, guys, to another First and 49ers podcast. I'm your host, Cole McMahon, and the 49ers, again, put on a show defensively, and this time offensively, taking down the Panthers 37-15. to Niners defense hasn't allowed over 20 points this season, and just an over-dominance over of the defense again, and this offense is finally starting to click, a Jimmy G-led offense that is finally finding its gears and making big plays this Sunday, and something that we got to start to look up forward to uh, in the weeks ahead of us uh, onto the Falcons. The Niners are 3-2, and two guys, and it was a great win overall. Both sides of the ball again, playing spectacular football. Finally, we get to see this offense see their kind of see their identity uh, that we get to kind of see with Jimmy Garoppolo playing some good football. He's playing efficiently, but unfortunately, guys, this win, as we all know, took a downturn and it really took a it, this win took a blow on us because of the injuries that the Niners suffered. And this is kind of the talk of the game. Uh, the Niners suffered multiple injuries, and they're going to be. Hopefully not for all players, but multiple weeks and for some of them, ending of the year. Jimmy Ward was the first injury. Broken hand. Just came back from the IR. Played his first snap. It was on the kickoff, and he broke his hand somehow. And I think he played one more snap in this game. And so now he's out, and we don't know if he's going to have to have surgery on it, if he's going to have to... Uh, go back on the IR or if he's going to be able to play with a club on his hand and that's kind of the best case scenario for Jimmy Ward and um, it's it's sad news for Jimmy of course that we can't have him on this defense but at the same time we're kind of covered uh, I talked about it last week we have a, a 49er safeties that have been performing really great Talanoa Hufanga and Tashawn Gibson that duo has been playing really great this season and the presence that Jimmy Ward has, however, on this on this locker room is going to be missed for sure, unless he could stay stay with the Niners and not be on the IR. But from from what we've seen the first five weeks, guys, our safeties are being are locked down even without Jimmy Ward, and so unfortunately, it is a big blow for this defense. Still, it's not as much uh, it's not as much because of the depth that we got on this team this year. It would have been probably so it was probably so much worse if it would have happened last year for sure. Um, Robbie Gold, and that's a big one. How many times has this guy been heard on the Niners? I feel like every single year. And every single year, we have to get another kicker for at least one or two games. And it's just so stressful, especially if the Niners don't try to, don't just dominate the, the, their opponents, because you have to expect the kicker to make some potential field goals that might be determining that might determine the game so Robbie Gold he had a knee contusion happen and the special teams this is what we have to talk about the special teams did not do well this Sunday uh, they had two the Panthers had two kick returns took it 48 40 48 50 yards and Robbie Gold each time he had to two, he had to make two tackles and you never want your kicker to making making tackles on kickoff returns or punt returns and that happened this Sunday and unfortunately on the second tackle Robbie Gold had uh, he hurt his knee fortunately it's not his right knee so it's not his kicking knee guys it's his left knee and they say it's just a contusion so we just got to hope that hopefully he can tough it out and be available for us week 6 on the Sunday against the Falcons 10 a.m. 
but yeah, the, the special teams for sure needs to step it up. And as we go in, now we got our defensive, more of the defensive injuries that happened. Nick Bosa suffered, a uh, not a quad, but a groin injury uh, later in the game. After the game, Shanahan clarified that it was some groin tightness. Don't know how many days he's going to be out. Don't know if he'll be prepared for Sunday. I think they're definitely just going to play it by ear, play it day by day. Uh, you don't definitely don't want that injury to progress because Nick Bosa's brother, Joey Bosa, I believe he had a groin injury as well. And I'm, if I'm correct, he had had to get surgery on it. So he's going to be out multiple weeks. But Nick Bosa, they said it's just tightness. So hopefully Bosa can really get that stretched out and be ready to go Sunday because we're going to need him on this defensive line. And Emmanuel Mosley is the biggest injury news that we heard today. He's going to need ACL surgery, and his his season is going to be over for the Niners. And this is the most this is the biggest devastating blow for this 49ers defense and for the team as a whole. Eman was playing great football every year. You see Eman stepping up, and he's been progressively better each year, in and out. And now just to see him get injured like this is just awful. Uh, you don't want to see it, especially our lockdown. We had They were being locked down this year, Mosley and Traverius Ward. That tandem was looking like they might be the best quarter, cornerback duo in this league this year and throughout these five games. But now it's got, it's cut short by Emmanuel Mosley tearing his ACL on a, on a great play too. Uh, fourth quarter, it's like three minutes left in the game. Baker made a shot down the field and another pass deflection by Emmanuel Mosley, and he just landed on his knee wrong, and he just he, he just tore it. So, and that goes into though the Niners. A lot of people are on Twitter, and so am I. We're all talking about the turf fields. The Panthers turned to turf fields this year, probably because the owner's cheap and didn't want to pay for maintaining this grass. But um, the statistics show, I feel like that. Every every time you play on turf, you have it's a higher risk of forty of not forty niners, but yeah, forty niners of just NFL players getting injured. Uh, it's a higher frequency of that happening, and the forty niners had a plague of that in twenty twenty. Nick Bosa tore his ACL, Solomon Thomas uh, tore his ACL, and just it's never it's never a good combination. Uh, for, for, for football players to be playing on turf one week and then grass the next week. And George Kittle said it best uh, in a. In an interview he did after the game, he was like, NBA players, they don't play on different woods every single week, so why do the football players have to? They have to adjust, they have to make the adjustments on their body, and it's just it's just a different ball game playing on turf compared to uh, compared to grass. Because if you're playing on turf, you could get your foot could get snagged easily. Uh, that happened to uh, I don't remember his name. One of the receivers like two weeks ago, he was literally just running a route and he tore his ACL. I mean this turf, I don't know if we haven't figured it out by now. The NFL always claims that they their first priority is, is player safety. Well, then we got to figure out how to take out the turf in all, all football stadiums, all NFL stadiums, and we got to mandate that to be all grass. Uh, the 49ers have done a great job. Jed York, shout out to you. Niners have the best grass in the NFL, and that was a big thing for the Niners uh, when they first made Levi Stadium. That that grass just got tore up every single game, and now I th York has been putting in a lot of money to maintain this field, and it's the most pristine grass in the NFL. Uh, the grass is so nice, you barely see it getting ripped up. So shout out to Jed York, and I think more owner more more owners have to stop being cheap. They have to stop uh, just trying to spend less money, and they got to worry about their players if they really want to win. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not talking. This is not a show about the owners, but I don't know if all all of them are just concerned about winning, but just making money. But that's how you do make more money. Uh, start winning and. 
do that for your players. If you don't want them to get injured like your star players, put in some grass, guys. Ugh, enough of that turf talk, but Emmanuel Mosley, biggest blow for the Niners this year. The injury bug is coming back for the Niners, and the great thing is, even though we have all these injuries, guys have been stepping up for this team, and we continue to talk about this. The Niners have... I think one of the best depth, one of the best depth teams that they've had that in this whole league, and definitely since 2017, since Shanahan has been here, we've had great depth. 2016, the depth on this team is just absurd, and is literally built to win a Super Bowl this year because of how much talent that we have, uh, from guy number one all the way down to the depth chart, but. It just really sucks when when you see Emmanuel Mosley, a guy that has been playing so well this year. He's his contract year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent, and we hope to sign him back hopefully next year. But potential, who are going to be potential backups for Emmanuel Mosley? He's gonna who's going to be able to step in for him? And the Niners have some candidates. They could go to second year Ambry Thomas. They could go to first year uh, Samuel Womack. Another option is bring back Dante Johnson off the practice squad. That guy has been misreliable last year. Uh, Jimmy called. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Mr. Reliable. We'll talk about that later. But Dante Johnson has just had an up and down. It's just a crazy career with the Niners. And he's back this year again. And he's on the practice squad and waiting for him to get used. And this might be the time for the Niners to use him. And I know we do have Jason Verrett, uh, who's still in the IR, recovering from his ACL injury he suffered last year. And I don't think the Niners will activate Jason Verrett because this is this is his first week. He just started practicing uh, last Wednesday. So I don't know if he'll be fully prepared to play in in the first in his first NFL game, the game speed like that, uh, this coming Sunday, he might have to take one more week, and I would be okay with that because we're playing the Chiefs two weeks from now, and that would be a great game to have Jason Verrett back with, uh, with him. But if Verrett is ready to go Sunday, let's play him. Let's get him some game time reps, and so he could be even more prepared for the Chiefs. But if that doesn't happen. I think definitely we see Dante Johnson probably getting called up uh, with the call of E-Man being out with an ACL. And I don't know if you really want to trust Ambry Thomas. You could probably trust Sammy Womack maybe uh, playing against the Falcons, but Thomas, not so much. But Dante Johnson, I think, is going to be the guy coming up this week if Verrett is not ready. Uh, so this defense, man, we have to talk about the defense again. Only giving up 15 points. Best defense in the NFL. Most elite. From linebackers to defensive line to the secondary. They kept the team in this game again, uh, and they didn't have to because the offense actually performed well this week, uh, but they only allowed 64 rushing yards, only, I believe, like 50 against Christian McCaffrey, which is huge. They kept him at bay. Uh, the defensive line made May Mayfield's day a living nightmare. Bosa, unfortunately, he didn't get to he didn't get to Baker this year. He didn't get to him this game after that monster game he had against him in 2019 Monday Night Football. Bosa was after Baker Mayfield all game, but even without Bosa, we had four guys to sack Mayfield this game, and we had six sacks total because after they took Mayfield out in the last uh, couple minutes of the game, we got two sacks on PJ Walker. So we got to give a shout out to the guys who sacked. Uh, Baker Mayfield, of course. We got a oh, sack for Fred Warner. We got a sack for Hufunga again. Omenihu, a sack. Jackson, Drake Jackson, a sack. I think that's his second career sack. Uh, Demetrius Flanagan fouls, a sack. Oren Burks and Tashawn Gibson both had a half, half a sack on one play. So kudos to all this defensive line. Uh, safeties getting sacks on Baker and P.J. Walker. This is the second game in a row. The Niners had six-plus sacks in a game, and that just shows you how, how monster – how monster this whole defense is attacking the 
the quarterbacks every single game, making their lives miserable. And it's it was always fun. It's always fun to see Baker's life miserable. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Four times against Baker, two against P.J. Walker, and the defensive injuries are continuing to stack up, but we see that this defense is continuing to fight with, with this depth that we've had, That, like I've been saying, on the defensive line. Now we're going to need the some guys on uh, on the cornerbacks to step up, but this defensive line has definitely uh, proved to as the strength of the team as it always has as it always has been uh for this 49ers team since 2019 that this defensive line they stacked up the depth they got with Kerry Harder uh you know Amanahu Samson Ebukram who's been like a dark horse awesome candidate for the Niners like MVP this year he's having a great year i think he's got five or six sacks on the year uh, but they played well against the run this uh, run, against this run this game uh, and the passing game for the most part. Uh, not as dominant as when you have Bosa in there and Armstead lacking both of them, and on top of that, Kinlaw. So when you got the guys like that, big playmakers for the Niners, uh, losing out in these games, it's going to be important that these guys do continue to produce how, how they've been uh, this game and in the past with without Armstead two weeks ago. Uh, it's definitely going to be something that we want to see. That we want to see them get healthy again. Armstead, Kinlaw, and Bosa coming into the Chiefs week. It's going to be week seven uh, at home. It's going to be one of the biggest games of the year. But we can't get ahead or get. We can't get ahead of ourselves. We have to take it one week at a time. Uh, but yeah, defensive injuries is is a no no for the Niners. But. This depth that we have is showing continuously that they can hold up, and is showing why the 49ers, 49ers team as a whole, is is making is going to make big strides this year. After starting this year two and two, now we're three and two, getting ready to look for uh, to be four and two. The offense had three total t- touchdowns on the day. Jimmy G played his best game of the year so far. Zero, t- zero interceptions. He had two touchdown passes. And this is what you want to expect from Jimmy the rest of the year. The way he played, he was playing aggressive in the pocket. He was stepping up in the pocket. He took a couple big hits in the game. And he made some great plays looking down the field, making some big plays down the field. One of the first... Uh, reception or one of the first passes he made of the day we got Kittle we got Kittle with a reception down the left sideline making a great catch Kittle one-on-one with a, with a defender and Kittle had six six receptions on the day it was his birthday Sunday so happy birthday to Kittle uh, making a couple big plays and just the fact that you saw Jimmy making those plays down the field is something that you don't really see a lot from Jimmy. He usually makes a lot of checkdowns. I don't think he really missed any open receivers this game uh, like he did the past two games. But I think you could start to see Jimmy getting more comfortable in this offense again uh, with his shoulder surgery that he had in the offseason and not having an offseason at all with this 49ers team. Um, but it, it was great to see, and it's something that you want to expect from Jimmy the rest of the year, uh, especially with this defense that's carried you the past five games. Games. They finally, the Niners def- offense finally produced great play calls by Shanahan, and they just they just looked efficient this whole game. The the first drive of the game, automatic touchdown, nine yard screen pass to Tevin Coleman, and throughout they struggled a little bit, but like barely a little bit. And we just were playing consistently on offense. I think we we're sixty percent on third downs, which has been a struggle for the Niners this year. Uh, and you just see the Niners progressively getting better on offense. Uh, the one of the biggest plays that stood out to me was by Jimmy. Uh, he hung in the pocket for I thought he was gonna get. I thought it was a sack for sure, but it was a collapsing pocket. Jimmy stood in there and he took a massive shot, 
And as he did, as he took this massive shot, he lobbed the ball down the field. Similar play to George to George Kittle, but this time it was down the left the left sideline to Tevin Coleman. And Tevin Coleman made an outstanding catch. And it was it was a great play by Jimmy. And after the game, he said, "Yeah, that was just Tevin Coleman is Mr. Reliable." Uh, we had Tevin Coleman in the 2019 season, and. He had a great game against the Panthers in 2019, if you guys recall. This game, he, he produced a lot. He two, I think he had two touchdowns and that spectacular play again. Tevin Coleman, this, this team is looking like 2019 with a 20 times, even a 20 times better defense. And now if, if we could just continue this uh, production from the offense that we saw this week... Man, it's going to be so hard to stop the Niners this year. And NFL teams, NFL defenses... Offenses, they should be terrified of the Niners. The past two weeks with Kittle being back in the games, uh, last week and I think the week before, we saw uh, barely maybe one target to George Kittle. This week he got five to six targets, and he looked good. And that's what you want to do. Give the ball to George Kittle, and this offense is going to do great things. If you give the ball to him, he's going to get those yak yards, and he's going to light up defenses. He's going to truck through guys. And whenever you have George Kittle in this offense, you're going to expect to win games. As long as he can produce, the Niners will be fine. We've got so many playmakers on this team that you can't you can't just talk about one and you want to really you want to really give props to everybody. Even Jawan Jennings, the man is a reliable third down wide receiver. He had a couple great plays today uh Sunday. Mr. Old Reliable Jennings, 32-yard catch and run. It was in fourth quarter. He had another catch in the fourth quarter. Uh he caught, caught the ball on the right side. I uh, had to make an adjustment. It was third and ten, and he kept the Niners. This was the big play that kept the Niners uh, to continue to step on the Panthers' necks. It was twenty-four to twelve at that point. Uh, that set up uh, a touchdown to to Jeff Wilson to make the score thirty to twelve. And just Jennings, he he made a great play. That third and third and ten play was huge for the Niners because if if they didn't get that play, it would have been fourth down. We would have gave the ball back to the Panthers, and it could have been a whole different ball game. But Jennings, he didn't have a great uh, pre preseason, didn't have a great practice uh, training camp, but in the games, he's Mr. Old Reliable. The run game as well, we saw production from Jeff Wilson Jr. having a great game, 120 yards rushing. Tevin Coleman as well having a great game. Jeff Wilson, he was fighting the holes. He was making big gains. And if he could continue this, we're going to be set. Without Elijah Mitchell, if we can have this tandem be Jeff Wilson and Tevin Coleman, i like to see that. Uh, with Tevin Coleman, he was he didn't do a lot. Uh, out of the backfield, he scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, he only had like 26 yards. But he was making plays that we haven't seen uh, since Elijah Mitchell has been out uh, that the Niners the, uh, running backs have been struggling with, getting on the outside, getting on the perimeter of the defensive line, of the offensive line, and just really sneaking through, getting to the sidelines, and making some explosive plays for first downs. Something you didn't get to see, uh, something we've been struggling with. Uh, and it, it was a great pickup by Shannon to get Tevin Coleman back. And he didn't have a great 2020 with the Niners. But 2022, he's looking like his 2019 self. So if he could keep that up too, we're going to be set at running backs. And we once we get Eliza Mitchell back in four more, five more weeks, hopefully, the running backs are continuing to produce uh, with that next man up mentality. And it's it's this offense is doing good, is doing good things against the Panthers, and we just have to see it happen, come to fruition again against the Falcons, and then the Chiefs coming up soon. 
something else that has been really nagging the 49ers offense since a week and a half, two weeks ago, is the Trent Williams injury. Left tackle, the best left tackle in the game, is out. And the Niners, that was going to be, that's the big question with the Niners. They're down to the third string, Jalen Moore. Because uh, Colton McKivitz, remember he suffered his torn, or his torn, no, it wasn't torn, but it was a sprained MCL. Uh, we're down to Jalen Moore, who has not had a lot of experience. And it, it showed to be a little bit of a problem for the Niners on Sunday. And Jimmy got hit, hit a couple times. Brian Burns came off the edge. Uh, Jalen Moore had a couple couple missed blocks on the on the pass offense. It's going to be a struggle for Jalen Moore uh, coming up because you're going to see off uh, defenses looking at this tape and seeing that they're going to be able to attack this this left side of the uh, the blind side of Jimmy G. And we already saw he had two sacks. Jimmy got sacked twice. I had a couple QB hits on him for the day, and that's just something that the 49ers are going to have to worry about until Trent Williams is back and Trent Williams Trent is the key for the 49ers to continue to the success on the on the offense and it's great that the 49ers still maintain that um that efficiency and that success on the offense against the Panthers but coming in with the with the uh, Falcons they have a pretty good defense uh coming in with the Chiefs a good team like that it's going to be tough so hopefully Jalen Moore uh, with the continuous reps can um can start to do a little bit better, start to project Jimmy a little more on his blind side. And, but yes, Trent went, Trent Williams is the key for the 49ers success on this offense. And he, he has to be because he's one of the greatest players in the league right now. And just hopefully Trent Williams, Trent, heal your high, your high ankle sprain really soon, please. Cause we need you. This offense is going to struggle without you in the long term. The other big thing that stood out on the offense was Debo. He had nine. He got targeted nine times, only two receptions. Multiple times Jimmy hit him, and Debo just dropped the ball. And that's something that the one thing that Debo has trouble with is his drop passes percentage. Unfortunately, he's been struggling with that. He struggled with that a lot this game. You got to be able to to catch the ball, Debo. We need you in this offense. The Niners need you in this offense, and you. Shanahan only had him run in the in the in the running back position one time this game because the defenses have been figuring him out, uh, and so we haven't we didn't get to see a lot of production from Debo in the run game. But still, he he made an impact. The biggest yeah. play Debo did make though uh, was in the red zone, and he had a big catch, and it was a great pass by Jimmy in the in the red zone, making the game twenty four to twelve in the third quarter. So Debo wasn't completely gone in this game, but he de- you definitely want to see him more. When when you have a guy named Debo Samuel in your lineup, you want to see him be able to produce, and he just didn't. He struggled a little bit with his hands this game, and hopefully he could just uh, step it up and hopefully get those hands not to be so buttery. Even Ayuk had a couple big plays in this game. He hasn't been super prominent in this offense, but it's something that I really think that the Niners need to get Ayuk involved in more because he once you give him the ball too, all these all these guys on the Niners offense have big playmaker ability. And I said before the season started that Ayuk was going to have a breakout year, and we just need to Jimmy just needs to find him and connect with him more because Ayuk is going to break is going to break some tackles as well like Debo and but the speed that Ayuk has. It's going to be top-notch against these defenses, and we're going to be, if we could get him the ball, we're going to see big production from Ayuk, a down-the-field passes, and it's something that you want to see more. He did have a couple of receptions today on Sunday, and hopefully we can make, make an effort to get Ayuk the ball more. We can't begin to wrap up the show without mentioning, guys, the Dogs of the Week. The 
the dog of the week, guys, I think we all can come to the conclusion that Emmanuel Mosley deserves it. He's been having, he had a great year so far. He had a pick six in the game, something I didn't even talk about yet, but the pick six early on in the game put the Niners up, having their second pick six in the week, in the two week span. He had two pass deflections on the day. He had a last pass breakup in the fourth quarter that unfortunately ended his season, suffering the ACL injury. But he was having. A great season until this injury happened. Emmanuel Mosley, you get the dog of the week because of the fight that you've been putting up this season and the unfortunate circumstances of your injury. So heal up, Emmanuel Mosley. Sign back with the Niners next year, and let's run it back, and let's have an even better season and a healthy season for you. Offensively, I want to give the dog of the week to Jimmy G. He had a great game, the best game of, his, of the season so far for him. Two touchdown passes, 253 yards passing, and he just showed complete confidence confidence in the pocket and confidence all around the field making the big plays taking big shots that big play against with Tevin Coleman was my favorite play of Jimmy of the game and we just need him to lead this offense consistently throughout the season and he just needs to show up the rest of the year zero interceptions when the Niners have when Jimmy doesn't throw any zero when Jimmy throws zero interceptions, great things happen for this offense, and we win a lot. So if Jimmy can limit his mistakes, play efficiently, play like he did against the Panthers, the Niners are going to be brutally scary. The Niners are now 3-2, and two, and they need to bring some intensity against the Falcons next week because the Falcons are going to be PO'd after the big Tom Brady roughing the passer call. That cost them the game. The Falcons, they beat us in 2019. I think the Niners really played down against them, and you just can't let up your intensity. I think the Niners know this. The, the Falcons are 2-3, and three, but that doesn't mean they're a bad team. The Niners are going to have to step it up. They're going to have to play great football, and we want to be 4-2 and two when we get into Week 7 with the Super Bowl rematch of 2019 against the Chiefs at home. Going to be the biggest, biggest opponent that the Niners have faced this year. And it's going to lead into a, a stretch of tough teams that the Niners are going to face, guys. So with that being said, we're going to see what happens next week against the Falcons. I'll see you guys next week. Go Niners and stay faithful, baby. I'll see you guys later. Touchdown! San Francisco!